Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com. That's K-O hyphen fi.com forward slash alone or you can go to alone with invisible people.com forward slash support us to find out more thank you hi this is rebecca gallardo the host of alone in a room with invisible people i am here today with author and teacher holly lyle and today's topic is how to build villains and antagonists to fit any hero in any genre so this is this is very exciting. I'm going to be doing it on the fly. Holly's already gotten all of her stuff together. So I will be basically um, doing mine first when she mentions the questions or the prompts or whatever. And then once I'm done, we you she'll show you what she put together. Um, right. This is not a downloadable worksheet, so you're going to have to just listen. Pause after each question, write it down, and then go from there. Uh, yeah, so before we get into that, let's talk about what we did this week, Holly. Oh, it was such a, such a, such a good week. Um, I finished Ohio Novel Number 1, and I am now actively working on Ohio Novel Number 2. So, uh, that's, (laughs) that's a big, big deal for me, and I am thrilled. I like what I got, and, uh, I am excited about what I'm getting. Yeah, and for the folks who have listened who have heard her say that she had finished it before, there was an issue with the save file, which one it was, and she basically undid all of her next version yeah. work. And <laughs> I don't know if, if you've been there or not, but if you're a writer, you most likely have been to a place that's similar. Yeah. That's painful. So Overwrote a finished revision. So this Overwrote. is yeah. So this yeah. is this is just really good news. This yeah. is phenomenal that you. Yeah, I'm. Well, you've been really busting your ass to get it done too. I have, I have. I've been working eight, ten hours a day, um, but it's been totally worth it. And I'm going to continue working eight to ten hours a day uh, on the next book and the the three after that, and see what I can do to get these things out. Yeah, very very. How cool. about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I finally just got dug into the the revisions that I'm doing. So, and I sent my yeah. friend pictures too because she saw the original stack, and then I sent her a picture midway through uh, the revisions on one day, and I got through just a ton of scenes, but um, I started to hit the scenes where I'm going to need a little bit more work because parts of the characters that I'm having to remove were Mm -hmm. fairly significant and like um one of the characters has money issues and really doesn't have to that it was this thing that Matt said well why do why don't you take that out and it kind of adds to her reasoning it adds to her um, especially the reasoning for the things that she did in, in the past. Yeah. And I was like, 
very impressed that Matt, you know, because I, I thought that money issue thing was really, really important for the character, not for just the character, but for the reader to realize that, you know, a lot of these people that you see on social media with a whole bunch of shit doesn't mean that they are actually rich. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that they're financially stable. Um, but I think it does add to that character to actually not be worried about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's he's good at finding stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I am I am thrilled with everything I've been going, the stress I've been under for the last while, uh, to be able to to just get stuck into the fiction to get lost and be able to have a day where I've spent pretty much the entire day working on fiction again is nice. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to throw out recovery wishes for one of our listeners too, by the way. Um, they just went through surgery. They were emailing me or not emailing me, messaging me on Instagram, telling me, you know, like it, it, they're having the same kind of issues that I had had before Mm. surgery. So now that, that not physically, mentally. um, Oh, okay. Yeah. But now that they are in recovery, I just wanted to send out some good recovery wishes to them too. I'm not mentioning the names or anything because of, you know, private, but right. Yes. But yeah. Okay. So let's get into the workshop because again, this is a workshop, even if there's nothing to download for you folks. Okay. Um, The first concept that I want to hit really hard is that the hero's needs and desires are the things that must matter most to the reader. And a lot of folks give more important needs and desires to a villain or to an antagonist, which can be the romantic lead. That's also an antagonist. An antagonist is not necessarily a problem or a person that your main character doesn't like. The antagonist can be the guy she's falling in love with, but they have these issues. Um, so it's, it's really important to understand the difference between the hero, whose needs and desires matter most to the reader, and then to understand what an antagonist is. And that's someone whose needs and desires conflict with the hero's needs and desires. So you can have these two people who are massively, wildly attracted to each other, but the things that they need out of life just aren't meshing up. Um, That's very, very different than a villain. And the villain is someone who intends to harm the hero or heroine's needs and desires. That who wants to to harm your, your protagonist or in some way interfere with or destroy their ability to reach their needs and desires. And once you have that up, the, an antagonist just has conflicting needs and desires. She wants to be famous. He wants to be private. Um, uh, he wants to be, if, you're, if this is your hero's male, uh, he wants to be the, the chief of the fire department. And uh, the, the antagonist doesn't want him to, well, no, the, the antagonist um, what might want that too, but they could be best friends. Well, the, it, it could have also been that he doesn't, that the antagonist doesn't want them to become the chief of the fire department because 
um, I didn't want Tony to become the chief of the fire department. <laughs> it's more work. It's less time together. It's uh, it, it's a significant amount of more work. So it's, you know, I was being selfish. And, and just because the person doesn't want that doesn't mean that they actively, you know, go against, you know. Right. The... Whereas the villain... Yes. is taking steps to destroy the character's ability to reach that dream, to become the head of the fire department, the chief of the fire department. Yeah, so I, I yeah. was an antagonist, not a villain. But it's right. there's also something else to a villain, too, is that it isn't necessarily trying to go after that particular character. It, if the character's dream is to, um, let's say, open another Disneyland or something, and the villain who neither of them know each other. And the villain hates Disneyland. Apparently, I'm the villain. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't like Disney stuff, but I don't hate it. Um, but yeah, so if the villain wants to destroy all Disney, wants all Disney gone from the world, like just, ah, I hate it so much, I'm going to just, just destroy everything through magic, then that person is still the villain and still running counter to what the or the protagonist needs. But... It isn't actively going against the the, pro, the um, protagonist. It's just the actions that that person is right. taking is creating the, the the destruction of that person's dreams, basically. Right, right. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be intent on the actual character. Yeah. It can be a sideswipe that just takes out everything the actual character loves. Yes. So yes, in as as kind of a the the actual the the protagonist was inconsequential to the villain and that's pretty pretty dangerous and pretty painful too and you can do some very big things with that yeah okay so um what we are going to do now and i'm going to read out what we're doing and then i'm going to say pause and then we'll go on you know you pause and then you start back again after you've done your writing okay so you need a piece of paper for this you need a pen each question has two parts the first part is the actual question, and the second part is why. So make sure that you give yourself enough room to answer why and answer why every single time before you move on to the next thing, because why is the core of fiction. Okay, so uh, the first question is, for we're, we're going to build your hero first, and you don't have to figure out a genre, a, a genre. You don't have to figure out a gender. You don't have to figure out a species. You all you have to do is just start answering the questions, and a lot of this stuff is going to click into your head as you go. Question number one: What is your hero's greatest need? And hero is male, female, human, animal, anything. What is your hero's greatest need? Pause. Okay. We're back. Next, why is this your hero's greatest need? Pause. All right. Next question. What is your hero's greatest desire? Now, a need is like <laughs> oxygen. It's this, this, this powerful driving force. A desire is simply something that you really want. So... What is your hero's greatest desire? Pause. All right. Why is this your hero's greatest desire? Pause. Okay. The next question is, 
what is your hero's greatest obstacle? The thing standing between the need or the desire. Okay, what, the, as far as the obstacle, these are going to be different between what the character, the first question, what the character's main goal or whatever is, the, the need, and mm -hmm. then the, the desire. Just pick one. Yeah. Pause. All right. And again, why? Pause. Okay. The fourth and final question for your hero is what is your greatest hero's greatest skill? Wait, how is this the fourth and five? I'm looking at like five or six questions right here. <laughs> no, why is just a follow up? Ah, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, no. All right, so okay. what was it? <laughs> what is your hero's greatest skill? Do they have to know about it? No. Okay, pause. Okay, um, and again, did we did we do why? What is his greatest skill? Yeah, and why is it his greatest skill? Mm -mm. Okay, okay, pause. Okay, um, and remember at this point that your antagonist's needs and desires conflict directly with your hero's needs and desires that there is some point in there where that conflict lies. Um, it's not an active, aggressive antagonism there, but it is that that's just the way they're made or whatever, that they want different things, and those different things get in the way of each other. All right, so now what we're going to do is we are going to go in and do antagonists needs and desires and the first question here is what is your antagonist's greatest need and again remember it has to be something that is going to get in the way of the protagonist's greatest need and you have the advantage of being able to look at the protagonist's greatest need and say okay well yeah this would be a problem if this character a wants this and character b wants this okay so pause and work on that all right, and why? And pause while you answer why. Next question. What is the antagonist's greatest desire? Let's save some time here. What is the antagonist's greatest desire and why? Let's just do it that way from now on. And pause. What is your antagonist's greatest obstacle and why? Pause. Next question now is, what is your antagonist's greatest skill and why? Pause. Next question. Now we're going to the villain, and this is the last set of four questions. So remember here that the villain is someone who intends to harm the hero or the hero's needs and desires. This is an active antagonism, a force intentionally brought against the hero. Or if you're sideswiping it, that is going to be intentionally destructive and just sideswipe the hero. Yeah, as a result of that intention. As, yeah. Right. Okay. So with that, 
Um, we're going to start with question number one. What is the villain's greatest need and why? Pause and write. All right. And now the second question here. What are the villain? What is the villain's greatest desire and why? All right. What is the villain's greatest obstacle to, the, to what he or she wants and why? What is the villain's greatest skill and why? Pause. Okay, and that is the whole workshop right there. So what we're going to do now is show you what we've done so that you can get an idea of how these purpose-built characters, when you develop them in triads like this, start building a story for you. Um, it's, it's much easier to intentionally build characters who fit the needs of the story than to have these actors walk on stage in the back of your head and say, hey, I'm the perfect person for this, and then turn out not to be, which um, a lot of us have well, yeah, suffered you, from. You've learned that recently with the Ohio Book One having yeah. to redo the love interest several times. Yep, yep, because the first guy who showed up, oh, was so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. And, uh, yeah, it's sometimes you can forget what you know in the process of having so much fun writing what you're writing, uh, and then you build a lot of extra work for yourself. Well, so, sometimes you can't, like you say, you can't know what you don't know, and if you think somebody's right, right and then you, you continue in the story kind of shifts in different ways, then suddenly that character is definitely no longer right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. As the story shifts and as your understanding of it grows, mm -hmm. sometimes a character needs to be replaced by another character, which is a gigantic pain in the ass. But, yeah. you know, shit happens. Yep. <laughs> and it happens to all of us. Okay, so um, I'm going to start here. The My hero's greatest need and why. Um, my hero is, and I didn't figure out beforehand, male or female or anything like that. It just kind of came to me as I was going. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah. Uh, my hero's greatest need is to be loved by just one person who loves her back, which all of a sudden that was the decision that I had not chosen to make. Um, and the reason is that she saw this love in her parents for each other, that they were just genuinely happy with each other. And in spite of, you know conflicts and stuff from time to time they were both on each other's side and she wants that for herself very cool okay um mine surprised the shit out of me uh to save the girl his best friend from cancer with magic now i might change cancer because mm -hmm. that's a lot of wishful thinking right there oh, i've yeah. lost a lot of people to cancer and it's like fuck that <laughs> but maybe yeah yeah um, and then why? The girl is the only friend he's ever had. Family moved from Fultonite land, and she was the only one who was nice to him. Um, that that surprised me. So it's it's a kid, and it's a boy, which, you know, I, I was like, oh, shit, is this a kid's story? Apparently not, but we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so the next question is, uh, what is your hero's greatest desire and why? My hero's greatest desire is to be a rock goddess with mid millions of adoring fans because she is unable to find the guy who's perfect for her. 
And she thinks if she can get out there and everybody knows who she is, someone is going to be the right. She's going to find that right guy. That just made me feel really bad for Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) That poor woman has, has continuously found who she thought was the right guy. And she's famous. And, of course, they've all... You know, not been, and mm-hmm. oh, my heart goes out to that woman. <laughs> yes. Okay, so. my character, oh, were you done? Sorry. Yeah, I'm done, yes. Okay. Uh, my character is to have a big birthday party with friends and lots of fun. Aww. Yes, and why? Fultonites do not celebrate birthdays, and Josiah has never had any real fun. It looks fun. Oh, poor kid. Yes, I know. God. Oh, that sucks. All right. Okay, next question. What is your hero's greatest obstacle and why? Mine is that to be the person she wants to be, she has to have time and time and <laughs> she has to have talent, timing, access, and luck to be this famous rock goddess who just everybody adores. Um, and you just and that's just a fact of life. Yeah. You know, no matter how talented you are, if you're not in the right place at the right time to meet the right agent who can get you to the right, it's not going to happen. Well, it's it's so, a struggle a lot of of really talented people uh, like fight yes. over like every single day. So yeah. Yes, that 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 finding your audience is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, my character's obstacle is there's two of them. Uh, the, for the need doesn't know magic, so to c- cure her girl or his girl best friend from cancer or whatever it's going to be. Um, and why it's it's a sin to fault nights to to have anything to do with magic because they feel it's unnatural in the okay. world of God. Um, for the desire, the parents like his dad is slowly coming out of the the fault night fog but the mom isn't and his he, like getting a birthday party with lots of friends he doesn't even care about presents it's anti their beliefs so it's mm-hmm. just very difficult okay um next question is what is your hero's greatest skill and why and uh her greatest skill is her voice, her appearance, and her songwriting. She is the real deal. She could actually do this if she can go, get past all of the other obstacles on the way to her goal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that what she thinks is going to happen at as a result of her goal is probably less likely if she succeeds than if she fails. Yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, the true that actual love. True love, yeah. yeah. The hero's, my hero's greatest skill is that he is logically minded, especially for an 11-year-old. Um, doesn't mind standing up for what he believes, despite indoctrination, um, mm-hmm. because he was born and raised into the Fultonite world, and he just, he's very, very logical for somebody who should be, you know, a, a sheep in in what is basically a cult. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, his job is to be submissive and he isn't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even though he is a, is a male and he's the firstborn of a first wife, he, his whole entire goal should have been to, um, you know, 
be obedience. Yeah, there's obedience to everything within the cult, and then also uh, training women to be obedient to them. So at the, this age, he should have started demanding things of his mother, and he doesn't because that's his mom. You know, and that's this is actually stuff that has happened in other religions and and cults and stuff. So it's it's not out of the question. It's just incredibly right. rare. Um, why is this his greatest skill? Because this eventually opened his father's eyes to the cult BS, to the BS, the hypocrisy. It also saves his best friend when he overcomes the indoctrination and finds magical finds a magical cure from a sinner. Okay. So he has, he does have to fight certain parts of his upbringing. He's not just, you know, magically endowed with, with knowledge. Mm -hmm. He does actually believe that magic could be a sin and he has to kind of fight around it. And he learns that it's, you know, if it wasn't natural, then how is it a part of life? You know, God had to create it. Mm -hmm. If God is, you know, the thing that has created the entire universe. Right. Right. So, yeah, you're you're going in a really different direction with this thing. Yeah. This is I yeah, I hadn't really heard any of your Fultonite type yeah. stories. No, ideas. and and this is this is really cool because I hadn't I hadn't really been considering doing Fultonite stuff for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, and stuff just pops up. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to go to the antagonist. And again, the question here is what is your antagonist's greatest need and why? My antagonist is a singer and a guitarist, uh, and his need is to be loved, admired, cheered, and vindicated after a bitter childhood, and the reason why is the bitter childhood. That, and I'm not sure what, what went on back there, but unlike the, hero, the heroine or the hero, my female hero um, and her happy childhood with her parents who love each other, he didn't have that. And... Um, that's he he wants he wants that and he wants to be beloved yeah and to somebody to somebody not to everybody maybe but to somebody well he it it seems like a lot of people that have seen that also just they they try to fill that void with fame or riches or or being beloved by as many millions as they can possibly get that sort of thing yeah yeah um, okay. My antagonist is the mother of the child. Um, protect the child from sinning. That, and this is why she's the antagonist. What, what was it? Her greatest need, right? Right. Is to protect the child from sinning. She loves her child despite the loss of her whole way of life. And she still follows the religion, even while believing her whole world is falling apart and her loved ones are succumbing to the devil. All right, there you go. Well, yeah, and if, if that's your belief, then that's some big shit you have to get over. That's huge. That's you, her entire yeah. life. Yeah, that's her entire life. So, yeah, that's that's a really good need. Okay, next question here. What is your antagonist's greatest desire and why? My guy's desire is to prove his brilliance and become a rock god and the star of the show. Now, since he's the guitarist and not the lead singer... There are some conflicts brewing in there with my lead singer uh, because they both want to be the star, and she is, and he wants to be. Okay, so he is not just in a band. He is in her band. 
He is in here. Yes. Okay. Yes. All three of my characters are in the same band. Oh, nice. Um, my my antagonist's greatest desire is to return to her home on Faultonite Land because she feels it is where the Lord needs her and her family was safe from sin and temptation. Uh, the Faultonite Land. That's her whole life, so it's a holy space for her. That it, it's also filled with this community of like-minded people, and they mm -hmm. all work together. Now that she's on the outside, she doesn't know how this world works, and she sees constant, constant temptation because the Fultonite land is sort of almost like an Amish thing too. Where, and this is nothing against the Amish or any religion that's that's out there necessarily. It's based. This Fultonites are based on a lot of religions put together. I just right. really love the way that the Amish have this very natural kind of lifestyle. They, they have a very natural, simplistic lifestyle with a lot of hard physical labor and not very many electronics. So that is what the Fault Night Land is like. And so she yeah. is exposed to everything out there now. Like the internet terrifies her, that sort of thing. It's just she thinks it's like this portal to sin and temptation and within the the confines of of her religious beliefs it probably is yeah it is yeah <laughs> she, she cannot see the good in the internet because of her indoctrination all she can see is that it's a a portal to temptation and sin um yeah yeah so that is her greatest desire to return home okay um, next is the greatest obstacle, the antagonist's greatest obstacle, and why. Um, my guy's obstacle is that he isn't cute, perky, young, or trendy. That, that he's, he's this older guy, not old, but older. Um, he's, he's just kind of beat up and battered looking and, you know, tall and sort of skinny and not beautiful and... Um, Dude, that's you know, like all a, of all of the sexy, sexy quote rock stars out there. It's like tall, most lanky, of them, unattractive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mick Jagger. Yes, yeah, and, and people find them attractive anyway. So yeah. Well, yes, because of the skill and the talent. Which, but he's not there yet. I yeah. mean, he's he's got the talent, but they haven't got the reach. And they haven't gotten the fame that makes ugly guys look good. Okay. Um, the biggest obstacle? This is the biggest obstacle for the... Yes, right, okay. this is the biggest obstacle, yeah. So her son is falling into temptation of the world outside and has always fought the teachings. This has tempted her husband away, not from her, but from the teachings... And I, I kept out all of the Fultonite jargon and language. and Yeah, well, yeah. Because, it, it yeah, it's not helpful in this. Um, but has tempted her husband away, and she doesn't know what to do. As as the the woman in the relationship, she she has all of these these levels of conflict because she, her, her point, her whole life is to support her family's righteousness so she's struggling trying to remind them of the purpose of of life as a whole as a fault knight and but also still not try to be domineering mm -hmm. so she's i i really feel bad for her she's she's yeah. just 
going through her own personal hell right now. Yeah. Yeah, when your entire life is turned upside down and everything you believe is being thrown into the fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. by the ones that that's, you love the most. Yeah. That's that's a bad place to be. I she has my sympathy. <laughs> okay. Um the fourth question here is what is your antagonist's greatest skill and why? Okay, so my guy, he's just incredibly talented and he makes anyone he backs up seem better. Nice. So, yeah, so he is behind her, and because of him, all of her stuff clicks better. And it all, it makes her look great. Yeah. Doesn't do a lot for him. But it's just, it's, he's not invisible, but he's not the guy he wants to be. So uh, Yeah, a lot of, like, uh, Evanescence. A lot of people just know, you know, Amy Lee and her voice. Oh, my God, I love her voice. But Well, yeah, with, re- yeah. with reason. <laughs> but the the backup to her does fit her and her vibe and does enhance her. And I think that, yeah. that that really fits is that he is the perfect match in this way that he is enhancing the entire band. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so you. Yeah, my character's best skill is love. Her love... And her devotion to her family is true. And this is why she left with them despite the elders' warnings. So basically, they got kicked out, but the elders wanted to keep her. They, did, they didn't try to kick her out because she wasn't doing anything wrong. This is all her viewpoint. And she left with her family because she wants to save them and bring them back into the fold and be back in her home. And, but her love for her family is absolute, and that's why she went with them. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Okay, so now we get to the villain. And the villain's needs and desires. So the first question on this is, what is your villain's greatest need and why? My villain is the drummer, who is also a singer. And his need is to hurt the people who get close to him and to get even for his own abandonment. He had a shitty childhood, too, as do many, many people who seek some sort of public vindication of their lives. But his, what he took away from it was that it's okay to hurt people and that it's okay to make them pay for what you don't have in your life. And so he is, he, his objective is to hurt the people to get close to him and to get even for his own abandonment, to make, to make himself feel better at their expense. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that, that make themselves feel better by putting others down. And that's basically mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Um, well, the villain's desire is to get Dawn back. I didn't even know that was her name until I wrote it out. So that is wow. that is the mother's name. The villain wants to get Dawn back, his fifth wife's daughter. So it's just one of the daughters of his fifth wife. To marry in, and then why? To marry into a more powerful family. He has null and voided the marriage to the sinner and the motherhood to the child. So she is now up for arrangement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, unbeknownst <laughs> to Dawn, the reason that the that her husband and child were kicked out, other than the fact that they were a pa- that the son was a pain in the ass, and that the father was clearly starting to 
have his eyes opened, maybe not to faith um, being a fraud, but to his religion and the cult-like manner of the religion being a mm-hmm. fraud. So it made it very easy for this man to kick them out and try to keep Dawn there. But they can also n- nullify, and I didn't know this, but they can also nullify marriages and motherhood. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's just evil. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nobody gets to nullify my motherhood of my three children. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll come at you. Apparently they can. <laughs> they can. Well, you know, obviously you can't biologically say this is no longer your child, but. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing as disowning. I guess, but yeah. it's the it, church. They can say it disowning. didn't count. Yes, that yeah. person no longer exists, has never existed, etc. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Um, what now? Third question. What is your Second. villain's great greatest need, greatest desire? Yeah, we're at the second. Oh question. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, what is your villain's question number two? What is your villain's greatest desire, and why? His desire is to make women who love him pay for the woman who abandoned him. So I am seeing mommy issues here. Yeah. Or maybe a mommy issue followed by a girlfriend issue or whatever. Is he aware of this? Is he or is is, it subconscious? um, I think at this point he is aware of it. Okay. that, That he wants to just kind of crush and shame and abandon the women that that he lures in with his his um drummery wiles yes yes <laughs> that's why he's the villain and not just an antagonist my villain's greatest desire is to be allowed into the next level of priesthood why more power more wives more children and more land which at the limitation of the confines of the cult land is a premium. Mm-hmm. Having more land is is a big deal. Okay. All right, that's good. Okay, next question then is uh what is the villain's greatest obstacle and why? And his obstacle is that from time to time people are able to see him for the destructive force that he is. Um and it doesn't happen often because of the thing that comes next, but it does happen. Okay, so how about you? Mine, um, okay, so his greatest obstacle. He's been offered the promotion, but only if he could solve the Dawn issue. One of the high priest's sons, who is, it has always desired Dawn, and is 20 years her senior... <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, But she left with her disgraced family, which was not what he intended when he basically did his religious disownment of this family. So his biggest obstacle is getting her back and marrying her into the high priest's son's family. Uh, So finally, the fourth question here is, what is your villain's greatest skill and why? Okay, my guy, my, my drummer... His greatest skill is just incredible cuteness and talent and charm and surface likability. And he has a great voice and mad drumming skills. He is really good. It's a and shame he he's has, a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, it is because he is able 
to attract the people that he wants to attract and use them and abuse them and abandon them. Uh, and it's very, very easy for him. And, you know, and he has set his eyes on his band's lead singer. Ah, oh no, and she's going to think he's the one, and ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy who isn't cute or perky or young or trendy is going to be the one because yeah. this thing turned into a romance novel on me. Well, and yeah, you can't be surprised when you set up your fir- your character, your very first sentence was something like, she just wants the the love that her her parents had, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's this is this is a process that will give you not just the characters, but the genre and the plot mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff, just by building characters that act against each other. Yeah. Okay. So yours. Yeah, mine is. Um, so my villain's greatest skill is he is a terrific spiritual salesman and master manipulator. Being fifth-generation Fultonite and one of the first sons of a first wife, he had all the privileges afforded the son of a high priest. Still, he wants better than even his father had. So I didn't wow. put that little bit in there, I guess, because, yeah, he, he's power-hungry. Mm-hmm. But he has the skills in which, you know, the skill set that fits his community to get what he wants. Nice. Nice. And so we both basically got complete front to back stories mm-hmm. with with three deep characters from that short exercise. Okay, so before we get into the takeaway, I just want to remind you guys that we do have our upcoming Halloween episode. Uh, hopefully two again. That would be fantastic. And Maybe three. Yeah, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm not doing three. Holy crap. There's so many hours in, in, in my life. <laughs> but yeah, we'll limit it to two if we get enough entries. But it's it's um, coming up and we're going to start accepting submissions September 1st until October 1st. So you do need to get those in, you know, in time. However, we strongly recommend that you take Holly's free, 100% free, three-week flash fiction course. Now, we cannot rush the flash fiction course. It does take three weeks. It's it. We can't just give it to you all at once. It's built into the system to deliver it to your email once a week. Well, to deliver the notification to your email once a week. And then you go into the classroom and, and download the the stuff and do your work so you do if you have not taken this three-week flash fiction course please please go take it even if you are a writer with a lot of skill because the flash fiction course shows you exactly what we are requiring from from our writers it's what we are looking for and we have had to turn away so many submissions that did not fit the flash fiction course now even if we don't have as many entries, we're not desperate for, for entries to where we're going to take something that does not fit. I would rather nope. have less episodes and still have the quality that we're looking for and also the format that we're looking for. So please, please go take the three-week flash fiction course if you have not yet and submit. Remember, the Halloween-themed 
episodes do not have to have scary stories. They can be sweet stories. They can be funny stories. They can be kids or adults. The only thing that they are required to have is some sort of reference to Halloween. Um, yes. The scary stories don't, they're, they're the only exception. They do not have to have a, a Halloween mention because they automatically fit into Halloween you know, into scary. our culture with Halloween. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. scary stories can just be scary. Any other story, romance, humor, anything has to have some sort of reference to Halloween. We had some amazing examples of this in the last, in 2019's two episodes. So if you have not heard those, go listen to them. They're fun. They're something that you can put on while you're doing chores or driving somewhere. And they give you a really, really good way to creatively look at the way to include a Halloween theme if you don't want to do a scary story. Because we had some excellent example of creative integration of Halloween into those stories. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yes. So that has been our episode Holly, what is the takeaway today? Okay, the takeaway here is a big deal. If the reader does not share your protagonist's hopes and dreams, you're writing the wrong hero or you've reached the wrong reader. And it's more likely that you've reached the wrong reader because if, well, as you are creating these things, you are putting yourself into the characters and putting things that matter to you in there, then you are going to be able to write the stories. But it's very, very easy to just kind of roll dice and, and say, okay, well, um, I'm going to give this character these three unrelated characteristics, not because they matter to me for some reason, but because um, it's a random role and it will give me something interesting. The problem with that is that as you write the story, you will disengage from it. The problem with the reader is that if you are disengaged from the story, they will disengage from it. So as you are doing this, pull a lot of your own life out of what you are coming up with. And you know, not even that you're definitely going to use this workshop to write a story but just to see how to make characters that fit against each other that will compel readers to keep reading because they do have necessary conflicts and then they have necessary alignments. And these three, these three characters, if you do this workshop, will fit together in that fashion. That's a kind of longer takeaway than I had anticipated. Yeah, but it's an important um, one. It's something that you want to... It wanna, is. Yeah. Yeah, but... but the first thing you have to do is make sure the shit matters to you so that it matters to the reader. And the second thing is that if you create someone whose hopes and dreams don't matter to you, that's not your protagonist. That can be one of the other two characters, but you, because, because you're going to write true to your own life, what your character wants needs to matter at some level to you, your, your main character, your protagonist, your hero, your heroine, whatever. 
Okay. And that right. is our episode for how to create these these characters. I, I hope that you found the workshop helpful. If you want to, you can share what you came up with. We would love to see it. Just go to hollyswritingclasses.com. Uh, create that free account if you don't have it. But if you do, just go into the forums, look for this episode, and share what you came up with. Because it would it's, it's always fun. And like we came up with these two very, very different stories. And we would love yeah. to see what you come up with. So I'm just going to say we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, Holly. Yes, um, we have such fun doing this, and we do love talking to you. And I really hope that you will get something good out of this workshop. And, you know, drop in and say a little something about what you got. I think that would be very cool. Oh, God. Okay, um... Hold on. Main Kitty, stop attacking everything on my goddamn desk. Go over here and lay down and be a good cat.